Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. I, Joe, what do I always tell you? What's the Bongino rule? Wait 24 to 72 hours before reporting on any anti-Trump story and you'll be A-OK. A-OK. I did not report on a story yesterday because I obeyed the Bongino rule and we've been proven correct again. I've got a stack show for you today. Got that. The Jim Comey report is going to hopefully come out today. Uh, I got this bombshell article by Real Clear, a stunning video from the city of Baltimore, an update on me on the five and the hurricane. Don't go anywhere. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today, my good friend? Oh, just hanging around waiting for Dorian, Daddy-O. How's things going? I know me and Joe have been uh, engaged in significant emergency planning, which Joe is unwittingly roped into, even though he's in Maryland, Ah. um, because I am down here in the uh, uh, impact zone of this hurricane. Uh, So just a quick programming note, I will not be on the five today and tomorrow. Obviously, I'm not leaving my family behind and. Uh, no. To go up to New York, and uh, I know you know some of you you know watch Fox and you think it's this big mega company, which it is. But just a hat tip to them; um, they are like super extremely understanding when it comes mm-hmm. to family stuff. And when I called up the producer and I said, "Listen, I I can't," uh, I emailed, excuse me, I can't come up there. Uh, her and and the uh, the uh, the one the person right under her were like, "Don't even, don't worry." So I will not be on the five today and tomorrow. Sorry, folks, but I think you all understand. Uh, just quickly, another thing to an update. I am getting so much feedback, which Joe and I were kind of chatting about again, uh, small talking about before the show mm-hmm. um, about our opioid show, oh, uh, where you know I object to bankrupting these companies and significant government regulation. I'm getting a ton of feedback. And I just want to reiterate again, uh, when it comes to the opioid crisis, point stipulated, very serious, significant crisis in the United States. Uh But I do believe in personal responsibility, number one. And I still am not buying a lot of the arguments I'm getting on email where people say, no, no, we got to stop this stuff. And I said to Joe before the show, and I'll tell you now, Mm -hmm. I still don't get your point. If the point is that doctors, medical professionals um, that are doing this, are all so corrupt that they can't manage being doctors, then I don't understand why you think government bureaucrats who have zero (laughs) expertise in medicine whatsoever are going to somehow figure out what doctors couldn't. I'm sorry. Um, I just don't get the debate. There's a degree of personal responsibility. and, and, And one more point I'd like to bring up. If you believe, and by the way, the, the emails have been 90% positive, 10%, hey, Dan, you're wrong, which, uh, again, the Dave Z and others who email me and think I'm wrong, th- that's what this show's about. All I right, enjoy yeah. your emails. Don't feel the need to email me with glowing, I mean, I, you don't have to be insulting or anything, but you get my point. You disagree, that's A-OK. I'm just saying to you as well, doctors are medical professionals, we have to trust them. They're going to get bad apples, you're going to get right. problems. But one more point on this too. Ladies and gentlemen, alcohol is responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths over the course of decades. If not more, I'm probably being kind. Drunk driving, cirrhosis of the liver, associated health problems, secondary tertiary Uh health problems from abuse of alcohol, right? Can we all agree that's true? That's true. Yet we live in a... You don't hear a mass clamoring for alcohol to be banned. Why? Oh, because we tried that. And it led to the explosion in organized crime, bootlegging, and other uh, associated crime families taking advantage of the black market for alcohol. Folks, we live in a society that's flawed, okay? We're all sinners. We're all going to make mistakes. The point of the whole thing is government is not there to be daddy and mommy for us. We have to be big boys and big girls, and we have to figure it out. Joe, as he said before the show, has some personal experience with this. And- and if, you know, if need I know be, I'm glad, to sh- I'm glad to share it if need be. I mean, it's it's kind of important. It would help, you know, if it well, would help out, I think. One day we may. Yeah. You've been on the other side of this equation. Yeah. Oh, yes, I have. It's tough, is it not? It's uh, terrible, terrible to but, have to to have to kick these, these opioids. You, sorry to interrupt. I mean, interrupt no, you inappropriately, okay. but would you agree that you, you, yeah. Joe Armacost had to make Joe Armacost decisions that it wasn't the government that fixed your problems. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I had to. I made the decisions going into it and coming out of it. You know, yeah, it was me. It Thank was on me. All on me. And I accept and Joe, that. I said to Joe, you know, we were chatting, you know, I, I don't ever push Joe into a conversation huh. he doesn't want to have. But there's a reason when I do talk to Joe, because I, I know it's okay to say this, where I've said, I have experienced it in my family, up close and personal. Mm-hmm. It's ugly having to explain things to my kids and stuff. 
And I know Joe had too, and I don't prod him too much. But folks, we're not like, Joe and I aren't talking about this topic and we don't keep bringing it up now for three days. Uh, we don't, we're not bringing it up because we're like looking for clickbait. We're bringing it up because it's a serious, significant problem. Yes. Me and Joe have actual personal experience. It means something to us. We're not just talking huh. about it as some esoteric topic. Yeah. All right. I know that was a lot, and we've been, but uh, I that really appreciate it. We've never gotten more feedback on the show. <laughs> that really was, was a long I open. mean, we haven't even. <laughs> I know, and I got to more of the Bongino rule and other stuff. It's a stack show today, but thanks again for your feedback. All right, uh, folks, today's yeah, show brought to you by our buddies at Quip. We love Quip. Listen, here's Quip. Quip, this is my Quip. This is my actual Quip toothbrush. Are you ready? That's your toothbrush? Yes, this is mine. Well, Look hell, at this. Lean and nice. mean. The best electric <laughs> toothbrush out there. The best way. But to ease back into your summer, your post-summer routine is, especially if you're headed back to school, is with clean teeth. Simplify the morning and evening now with a simpler electric toothbrush from Quip. Look at that thing. It's like the Maserati of toothbrushes here. Time sonic vibrations <laughs> cover the basics of every part of your mouth. It takes just two minutes twice a day. It's got a mirror mount. Put that thing right on your mirror right there, front and center in your bathroom. Can't miss it. Lightweight, compact design means you can bring it along with you on those last summer weekend getaways. Enjoy sleeping in and ease back into the swing of things with a smile. The sensitive sonic vibrations clean. It's like a power washing for your mouth, folks. When you're done with the quip, your mouth. I got a buddy who just bought one, a cop friend of mine up in New York. He yeah. said, you weren't kidding about that quip. I said, I told you. The two-minute timers time it out perfectly so you don't underbrush like a lot of us do. It has a multi-use cover, help you keep your Quip toothbrush clean. You don't want a dirty toothbrush. Brush heads are delivered automatically on a three-month schedule, and the ADA recommend it's accepted by the American Dental Association, backed by over 25,000 dental professionals. They have thousands of five-star reviews. They have a kid's brush, too, same as the original, just tweaked down for, uh, for you know, for younger, younger mouths there. Folks, check it out. We uh, we don't want you to miss Quip. It is a great product. Starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash Dan right now, you'll get your first repill, uh, refill fa- uh, refill pack. Spit it out for free. That's right. Go to getquip.com slash Dan right now for the best electric toothbrush out there. You get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack free at getquipquip.com slash Dan. Don't miss it. Great product. Highly recommended. All right, let's go. Nice. By the way, I've been talking about the audience ombudsman hat show that was yeah. sent to me by, I think it was John. Here it is. Oh, audience whoa. ombudsman. Look at nice. that. Yes, that is for you, buddy. When that you come, I got cool. that. I got a Vincero watch for you, too, oh, from our Christmas. great sponsor, Vincero. This is a beauty. Check this one. This is oh, for Joe. It is beautiful. So, Joe, when you come down, I got. it's going to be like the price is right. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of good goodies for you. Thanks, I got other man. Check out this Thanks. Vincero. They didn't even pay yeah. me. This is a great. <laughs> I do. I'm serious. I got a bunch of stuff for you. I got flags. I got soccer cards, everything. <laughs> All right. So, I, I had warned you. A lot, I got a couple emails yesterday. Folks were like, how can you not talk about this MSNBC bombshell? What yeah. was the MSNBC bombshell? Um, the MSNBC, this is a video, by the way, from the Turning Point USA folks. Uh, I think it's Ali. I found it on Benny Johnson's feed. They do a great job <laughs> with videos. So hat tip to that. This is just a quick thing they put together. This is Lawrence O'Donnell, discredited conspiracy theorist at MSNBC. Uh, a couple nights ago, running with his latest debunked conspiracy theory. Check this out, and I'll tell you why we didn't report on it. Go with it. Source close to Deutsche Bank has told me that the Trump, Donald Trump's loan documents there show that he has co-signers. That's how he was able to obtain those loans, and that the co-signers are Russian oligarchs. I don't know why I, I just... So now I have to chase those stupid goddamn entrails. Of... You are fake news. <laughs> That one of the funniest videos. If you, if you, if you, if you get the gist of it from the audio show. Uh, check us out at youtube.com slash Bungie. I got another just incredible video at the end of what's going on in Baltimore. But that that oh. one's really, it shows Lawrence O'Donnell melting down where they in a prior cut where he's freaking out. Why does stop the hammering? Stop that. Remember that video, folks, where he's freaking out? Stop the hammering. Someone's hammering. Someone's in my ear hammering. So that's O'Donnell. And even Rachel Maddow who is another conspiracy theorist at MSNBC, is listening to this, and she goes yeah. back in her chair like, what? Well, even I think she's shocked by this crazy assertion. So the story was this. You, you just heard it, but I'll sum it up for you in a little nugget here. Donald Trump 
according to O'Donnell, they've seen some Deutsche Bank records, and Donald Trump had some loans that were co-signed by Russian oligarchs close to Putin. Oh, 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 oh my God. People, the sweating, the profuse sweating, the sweating was everywhere, Joe. People were like, we got him now. What's the problem? Um, a single source told O'Donnell this, and the story's not been confirmed by anybody, and now everybody's walking it back. You may say, really? Ah. They're walking it back? Here's a tweet by Lawrence O'Donnell uh, himself. Uh, but, uh, for oh, Sorry, Fox News story I have in the show notes is important. Check it out. You can read the whole Joseph Wolfson Fox News up at the show notes today at Bongino.com. MSNBC's Lawrence O'Donnell apologizes for an unverified Trump-Russia report. Quote, we are retracting the story. Here's um, O'Donnell's tweet as well. Uh, folks, Les, he says, last night I made an error. You, gee, you think? In judgment, <laughs> by reporting an item about the president's finances that didn't, this is hysterical, that didn't go through our rigorous verification and standards <laughs> process. Oh, yeah, sure. I shouldn't have reported. I was wrong to discuss it on the air. We'll address the issue on my show tonight. Folks, <laughs> I cannot emphasize to you enough. Pretty I was on more English show last night. <laughs> Oh, pretty, <laughs> pretty Joe, the litany, right? The litany of fake news stories Dude. reported by the vigorous process is endless. The Don Trump Jr. WikiLeaks story, oh. the Mike Flynn was told to talk to the Russian story, all debunked. Oh, the Deutsche please. Bank story, the Nikki Haley curtain, curtain yeah. story, the whole Trump-Russia collusion hoax, all hoaxes. The Scaramucci CNN story. Oh. Folks, the list goes on and on of fake news. The Michael Cohen Trump Tower story. I, I mean, I can go on all day. I have warned you repeatedly as my beloved audience, do not share or report on anti-Trump stories, bombshells from the media until 24 to 72 hours is past. I'm not, it's, it started as a joke. Yeah. Right, Joe? I mean, we were messing around yeah. like the bunch of you. It's not a joke anymore. No. I'm dead serious. I refused to report on this story yesterday because I knew it was going to be false. I knew it. Are you seriously telling me that someone has a smoking gun document of Donald Trump engaged <laughs> in, in some kind of financial machinations with a Russian oligarch and nobody's leaked it? Folks, the story stunk to the heavens and I'm not covering it. I'm sorry. The Bongino rule is in effect. All right. Wait 24 hours and the story will be debunked. It has shown itself repeatedly. Now, I have a theory on this because I have two more stories. I have this uh, segment titled, Two More Media Face Palm. <gasps> that wasn't even it. Wait 24 hours, please. I'll get to those in a second, but I want to just give you my theory on this. Some of you older listeners already know my theory. I know Joe does, but... Mm. Folks, I think what's happening here, and I'm, I'm not speculating without some backup evidence here. There is somebody feeding these media people false stories that may have some element of truth to them to make them somewhat believable, but they're getting the information from someone else as part of a canary trap. Uh, now, I haven't brought this example right. up. What's a canary trap? If you ever watch the, the movie Miami Vice with Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell, they think there's a rat in on their drug operation. There's a police officer, law enforcement officer, who's ratting them out to the drug dealers because they keep their operations keep getting messed up. So they feed different information to different law enforcement entities about when a delivery date's going to happen. They keep giving different delivery dates, mm -hmm. knowing that when the information gets back to the cartel about the delivery date, give, given five or six different ones, they can at least isolate where the leak came from. Mm -hmm. They're like, tell the FBI this date, the DEA this date, Miami this date, and all, now they can figure out and narrow it down. Folks, I think that's what's happening. I, I, I know, I don't think, I know because Jeff Sessions announced it when he was still the Attorney General, that there is a leak investigation going on in the government right now to root out leakers of classified information are committing crimes. I know that's happened. That's not speculation. May I suggest to you that there is some kind of a coordinated effort, maybe not on this story, but I, I, I have a strong feeling on other ones, and it could be on this one too, that deliberate misinformation is being fed to people knowing it will leak to the media, but only to select people as a way to trap the canaries who's singing later on. Don't discount that. 
There is no way these vigorous media vetting people are getting bit so many times by accident. They're getting bit, I believe, on purpose because they're too stupid to do their homework. That's why. Now, two more media face palms. Washington Post reports on this writer, J.D. Vance, who wrote this book. I believe it's called The Hillbilly Elegy. It's about the problem of the hollowing out of the manufacturing base um, in in, uh, rural portions of America, how small towns are collapsing. The book cited by Tucker Carlson and others often. Mm -hmm. The media doesn't like that story um, because the media wants you to believe, again, that this is all due to capitalism and all this other stuff and not just poor trade policy and other things. The media doesn't like this story because the story focuses on, sadly, a lot of portions of America that are not inner cities. It focuses on Appalachia and other areas of the country, drug, the drug crisis, the loss of jobs, the hopelessness crisis. So the Vance book is and J.D. Vance himself has become a target of the left-wing media. Now, Joe, when the left-wing media doesn't have an argument to make of substance, what do they resort to? Uh-huh. The Tom Moore theory, God rest the man's soul. <laughs> You're a racist. racist. Yes. Thousand A's. Ray yeah. goes on. That Tom Moore used to be a radio host at Joe's. That's what he used to say all the time. He was a, he was a conservative. Yeah. And he would make fun of them because that's all they have. So what happened to J.D. Vance? Well, there's a fascinating story in the Daily Signal at the show notes. Please read the show notes. The stories are really good. Spent a lot of time putting together today's show. Pete Hassan. I believe it's in the Daily Caller as well. It's where Pete works. He does great work. Washington Post, another fake news outlet, publishes, then retracts, attempt to link conservative author to white nationalism. So not only is Lawrence O'Donnell forced, this is all in the same day, by the way. This is weird. Lawrence O'Donnell on Weird how that happens. They're weird. Vi- Joe, they're vigorous editorial process there, right? They're fact vetting. Yes. So, so you believe this? They're, no, they're fake news. They're all no. fake news. They're fake news. So what happened with the Washington Post? Well, first, they tried to... There's a snippet from the piece. This is worth your time here. They tried to link J.D. Vance and a statement he made to racism, although there's nothing racist about it at all. Um, quote, This is a J.D. Vance quote that this Washington Post person wants you to believe is racist. Quote, our people aren't having enough children to replace themselves. That should bother us. Brostoff, the author of the Washington Post, retracted uh, statement, quoted Vance saying, Vance did not spell out exactly who was included in the word our. He didn't need to, she concluded, implying that he was stoking fears about white birth rates specifically. Oh, Oh, I can't, the I can't take this. Oh. The de- they're, they're fried, Joe. <laughs> no, the the dendrites. Den- dendrites look like tree branches at the oh. end of your neurons, dendrites, axons, uh, you yeah. know, synaptic connections and all. The tree branches, you know they have tree pruning, Joe? The liberals yeah. are so stupid, and these media people are so dumb. They're engaged in a collective dendritic <laughs> pruning. The dendrites, here are the tree branches. Yes. Oh, oh. The, the tree break the tree the axonal connections in the neurons are not being these are some of the dumbest people on i get some emails once in a while dan you make it per- ladies and gentlemen it is personal now yes. okay i'm sorry accusing an a, a an author of substance who wrote a book about u.s birth rates our not white, black, green, blue, Asian, Muslim, Jewish, Catholic. Our U.S. birth rates declining. A hopelessness crisis. And equating that somehow, we know what he was implying. White people and white nationalism. You just made that up. You just fabricated that. You dunce. Now, after unbelievable, unbelievably negative feedback, who, from even like some moderates who were like, wait, are you really this stupid? Like, did you, he didn't say anything about white people. By the way, Joe, an mm-hmm. interesting, can you put up the second portion of that piece in the Daily Signal? Read this piece, by the way, it's worth it. Hassan did a great job. So, just so I, can, I, I don't want to miss this. This is the story is worth our time, even though there's a lot going on. The Post added an editor's note after a backlash. An earlier version of this story suggested that J.D. Vance lamented a fall off in white bursts. He was actually talking about American bursts. Oh, gee, that's kind of a big difference. By the way, listen to this. It gets better. Contrary to this knucklehead Brostoff at the Washington Post portrayal of Vance, I added knucklehead in there. 
The conservative author is in an interracial marriage and has a biracial son. <laughs> hey, jeez. <clears throat> this is reminds me of the lady who told me I don't like immigrants that time when I was on NPR running for Congress. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm married to one. I'm married. How did I get past that? I'm married to an immigrant. Okay, Paula, we need you on camera. But something, get on camera when so people know you're real. I'm, uh, Dan Bongino hates him. He married an immigrant. Yes. This guy is such a racist, apparently, J.D. Vance, that he's in an interracial marriage with a biracial son. That's a so, so much hate. So uh. much hate everywhere. It, his marriage vows weren't like, do you promise to love and serve them every day? It was, do you promise to hate this woman every day? <laughs> yes, I do, because I'm a racist. Uh, what is wrong with these morons? Uh. Now, not only that, what kind of a racist, like they're alleging this guy was before they had to retract it again, face palm again for the fake news media. What kind of a racist, by the way, wants higher birth rates, knowing that what is the biggest catastrophe for human life in the black community? Mm -hmm. Abortion. Yeah. Uh, hundreds of thousands of lives snuffed down. What kind of a racist? We don't want that. We want higher. It, if you thought this through for two seconds, which the author didn't because she's a dunce, the author didn't, you would have figured out that this guy is lamenting American birth rates. Our not. Now he's not talking about. So this story, you know what? This is so dumb. The dendritic pruning. Yeah. Is, <laughs> All right, I got to move because I got a lot Deep to get. I, can't, I spend all day on this. And Paula does. I know it's hard, Joe, because I can't dude. stand the stupid anymore. I can't stand it. I'm serious, folks. It's like it's stressing me out. I don't mean in a snowflake way. I was born for this fight. I mean, it's like you yeah. can't get through to these dunces. Here's another one by, I mean, captain of the dunces, Ken Delanian. Lead collusion hoaxer. How this guy has a job. I don't think there's a person at NBC who has reported more fake news than this knucklehead, Ken Delanian. Lead collusion hoaxer. Here's another media face palm yesterday. Correction. Experts who have looked at the new USCIS policy say it applies if a service member, a member adopts a child overseas, but children born to service members on deployment would still automatically get citizenship. I deleted tweets with the incorrect info. Brother, Ken, just delete your account. Your account is incorrect info. <laughs> What's the backstory behind this one? <sighs> U.S. Customs and Immigration updated their policies on children born overseas to U.S. military members to align with the State Department's policy, not just military members, but people working overseas too, to align with the State Department's policy. What happens, Joe? Fake news, Ken, again, they report, this is an attack on our yeah. military. These military people, if they have kids overseas, they're not citizens. Totally made up. I had to delete an incorrect prior tweet. Because you're a moron. That is not what the policy says at all. The policy applied to service members and diplomats overseas if they adopted children over there and didn't say they weren't even citizens. It said you're going to have to apply now through the U.S. Uh, the immigration rules that were already on the books. If you are a U.S. citizen overseas and you have a child overseas, they are U.S. citizens. Nothing changed. You know what changed? The media's fake news. That's what changed. Hmm. Three massive face palms in one day. Now, your liberal friends who are morons, I'm sorry, a lot of them, they are, not all, but most of them are, are going to come to you. Trump just said military people can't have kids overseas. Okay, dude, whatever. Yeah, uh, sure. You just continue the dendritic pruning, okay? You're at the point now where you're like in that Metallica video for the was it Johnny gets his gun. Remember that? that that's the point you're at right now. You can all you can do is like sit there devoid of any senses. You have your dendrites are not functioning at all. You people can't be this stupid on the left. And you wonder it. They're like Donald Trump's alive. Yo, oh yeah. That's the biggest of our problems right now. You're right. Guy gives press conferences every day. Yeah, sometimes he says stuff that doesn't pan out. Sometimes he engages in hyperbole. But seriously, you had Chris Cuomo last night, you know, threatening to throw people down the stairs. Chris Cuomo calling uh -oh. Kaylee McEnany. Donald Trump's a liar. Chris, really? 
Oh, my gosh. Whew. Has this been a fiery start to today's show yeah, or what? daddy Man, this has been an emotional start all the way up to now. Yeah. Yeah, and listen, folks, by the way, I just said, Paula wanted me to update you. We, the, given the hurricane, which is supposed to hit down here, mm-hmm. we'd appreciate, obviously, your thoughts and your prayers, country. You know, I, I mean, I don't want to be dramatic. Sometimes these things peter out, you know, at Hurricane Irma and Matthew, for us down here, was not very bad. Um, having said that, this one looks like it could be a little ugly, so we will get out a show for you next week. We w- Don't worry about that. We do not. We have recorded through hurricanes before, so don't you worry. Um, I'll give you the update from underground here. The gas lines down here are just crazy. My wife, that's mm. why we were about 10 minutes delayed this morning. Paula had to go get gas after dropping off the kids, and the, you know the store shelves, of course, are empty. Um, all right, speaking about ensuring things that matter, by the way, U.S. Law Shield. Ladies and gentlemen, I keep seeing these outrageous stories about gun owners being referred for potential prosecution. That's right, criminal prosecution after defending themselves with their homes. It's unacceptable. Get a load of this. A Texas woman was home alone around 3 p.m. when an intruder broke in. She tried to hide in a closet with a gun, but he found her. When he opened the door to the closet, she fired one shot, killing him. She later said the house had been broken into before, and they'd installed burglar bars to dissuade people from breaking in. But it's the last sentence in this story that's going to bake your bagels, man. Quote, the case will be referred to the district attorney's office to determine if any charges will be filed. Folks, stories like this, which we see all too often, are why I'm a proud member of U.S. Law Shield. Do not carry naked. I can't say that enough. I can't tell U.S. Law Shield how to brand their stuff. I'm telling you how I think of their product. You need this backup. You need this insurance. You need the availability to professionals who can help you through a situation if you're carrying a firearm and God forbid you have to use it. Do not carry your firearm naked for less than $11 a month. You don't only have immediate, this is important, 24-7, 365 access to an attorney. That is worth its weight in gold. But you won't pay a penny. That's right. Not a penny in attorney fees if this nightmare ever happens to you. Ensure everything in your lives that matters. Go to uslawshield.com slash Dan and get five Defender reports worth $100 absolutely free. The amazing information in there is worth your time. I feel better. You will too, knowing U.S. Law Shield has my back and has your back. uslawshield.com slash Dan. That's uslawshield.com slash Dan. Please do not carry your firearm naked. Go check them out. All right, moving on. I'm only at story number two, believe it or not. Jeez. Comey. So yeah. we should see some, hopefully I'm getting some uh, wind that the Comey IG report, which is a surprise, by the way, um, should come out at some point today. Story at foxnews.com in the show notes again today. Hannity uh, said last night, Comey should be sweating a lot with DOJ Inspector General's report being imminent. Now, this was a surprise, folks. Um, not that the inspector general was investigating the whole Spygate spying scandal. We all know that. Michael Harwich, you know that being a listener to the show. Yeah. The fact that there is a separate report into the actions of Jim Comey had a, caught a lot of people off guard. Yeah. Now, um, I'm going to give you both sides of this. Mm. I'm going to first give you side the bad side first, and I'll leave you with I think the good news is. The bad side first is this. This inspector general reports on the actions of disgraced FBI director Jim Comey If it was really as awful as I think some people think it's going to be, and believe me, Hannity's right. Comey should be sweating. It's not going to be nice. But if it was awful as some other people said it it is, because there's some people out there, you know, this is going to be the downfall of Comey. I'm not so sure of that, folks. And I don't mean to be Debbie Downer, because I know a lot of us, and I'll get into what Comey did in a minute. Don't get me wrong. But if it was really that bad, the Justice Department, I believe, would be close to indicting him. And from what I reported to you two weeks ago, they passed. They punted the football on indicting Comey or charging Comey. So I, I, I know, I, again, I don't mean to be Debbie Downer, but I find myself in a precarious situation when I report these stories to you. And, and let me just tell you why. When I talk about this stuff, I get, I get great emails, but I always get a few negative ones. And the gist of them are this. Nothing's going to happen, Dan. I'm tired of this. Whatever. I like your show, mm-hmm. but nothing's happening, and, and I'm done. And then I report that stuff is happening. Like, I think Andy McCabe is, is, is likely to be indicted. There's no reason his attorneys would be meeting with the, D, the deputy attorney general, in other words, right, and other people. And then I report that, and people are like, it's not enough. It's, well, what do you want me to do? I'm, I'm here to report to you the facts. I'm not the prosecutor. And then when I said to people, I didn't think a lot of these people were going to go down in that viral speech I did, I said that people are like, what are you talking about, Dan? Everybody's going down. Well, folks, what is it? 
Either we're reporting on what's happening where people are getting uh, investigated and potentially indicted like McCabe, or we're not. Like, you can't have it both ways. I'm just giving you the truth. Now, on Comey, so that's the bad news. The bad news is they already punted on indicting him. So I'm not sure how damning, um, legally speaking, the story's going to be. Having said that now, I believe the report is going to be ugly and Comey is sweating. Because if there's one thing Jim Comey cares about, Joe, it's his faux reputation as being, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Johnny Boy Scout. Yeah, right. He's not. He's a fraud. He is what exactly. He's one of the biggest frauds up there. Jim Comey, people who know him will tell you he's a sanctimonious. Rhymes with ick. He is. Mm-hmm. He's a jerk. And he always has been a jerk. I'm sorry. But people who know this guy have come to me and said, this guy is 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 hubris blinds him to his 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 own failings. I mean, how many times on this show to me and Joe? Joe mm-hmm. just outed him, himself on the show saying I've had problems. What do I say in the show? I'm a sinner all the time. I don't mm-hmm. say that to be like virtue signaling to you. Mm-hmm. I no. say it because we make mistakes. We've made mistakes on the show. We've had it nah. correct. And that's okay. We're human. Not Jim Comey. Jim Comey's never at fault for anything. Ever. <laughs> never. Sanctimonious. Mm-mm-mm. Now, what did Jim Comey do wrong? Now, I think this report is going to focus on his leaks to the media. But I want to point out a couple other problems where I'm not sure it's going to be in a report. I'm not going to lie to you. My sources on this are telling me it's going to pretty much focus exclusively on the leaks of the Comey memos to his buddies that had at a minimum sensitive information. And I'll get to that in a second. Why that's a problem for Comey, too. But here are the couple of things that I wish were in there. That may or may not be, and we'll know. So do not miss tomorrow. Tomorrow's show is going to be stacked because I have so much here. This show is just like drop upon drop today of nuclear info. Uh, here's a problem we're going to have. This is a cut Joe and I have used. Gosh, uh, Joe, just keep this thing in a file because it comes yeah, up I'm all the time. To. Um, yeah, Yeah, we've used this cut probably 10 or 15 times. Here's where Jim Comey is in a world of trouble outside of the leaks, which I think he's going to be exposed on in this IG report about his activities. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Comey, according to precedent and an agreement with Congress, not necessarily hard policy, is supposed to brief Congress quarterly, meaning every three months for liberals who have a tough time with math, every three months on sensitive investigations. This is Elise Stefanik from, I believe, March of 2017. Elise Stefanik, representative from Congress, asking Jim Comey when he briefed Congress. Remember, he's supposed to do it every three months. Mm Mm-hmm about the existence of the most sensitive investigation in modern American history, the Spygate case and the spying operation on Trump. Listen to this sleazeball's answer. Check this out. Uh, My first set of questions are directed at Director Comey. Broadly, when the FBI has any open counterintelligence investigation, what are the typical protocols or procedures for notifying the DNI, the White House, and senior congressional leadership? There is a um, practice of a quarterly briefing on sensitive cases to the chair and ranking of uh, the House and Senate Intelligence Committees. And the reason I hesitate is, thanks to feedback we've gotten, we're trying to make it better. And that involves a briefing of the Department of Justice, I believe the DNI, and the uh, some portion of the National Security Council at the White House. So if that's so quarterly... To brief them before Congress is briefed. So it's quarterly for all three, then senior congressional leadership, the White House, and the DNI? I think that's right. Now, that's by practice, not by rule or by written policy, which is why, uh, thanks to the chair and ranking giving us feedback, we're trying to uh, tweak it in certain ways. So since in your opening statement you confirmed that there is a counterintelligence investigation currently open, and you also referenced that it started in July, when did you notify the DNI, the White House, or senior congressional leadership? It's a good question. Congressional leadership, sometime recently, they were briefed uh, on the nature of the investigation in some detail, as I said. Okie dokie, Smokey. So, a couple of things here. Comey always thinks he's kind of too smart. By, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we literally have an update right now on the Comey report, so don't go anywhere. It, I mean, while that clip was playing, it just came over my phone. I'm reading right. it right now, so I'll give you an update and say it's good stuff. Um, why is Jim Comey in trouble? 
Again, he always moves around the edges of decency and, 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 and claims like it was his moral high ground. It's not a hard policy that he has to brief. He didn't break any laws by not briefing Congress, but he acknowledges himself that it's practice to brief Congress every three months about sensitive investigations. Elise Stefanik asks this question, Joe, why? Because she already knows the answer. Uh She knows Comey, who acknowledges, well, when did you brief brief us? He goes, well, just recently. Ladies and gentlemen, that's March. For liberals who have trouble with timelines, the investigation started when, Joe? July of 2016, the end of it, meaning Comey waited eight months, eight months. If it was Joe Biden doing it, eight months. He waited eight months, not three months, eight months, three months, eight months, three months. Not the same thing. Jim Comey is in a world of trouble because Jim Comey still to this day has not justified why he's supposed to uh, brief Congress on sensitive information when asked why he didn't brief them on the sensitive information. What's his answer? Because it was sensitive. <laughs> All right, this guy's thrown out of the game. You're out of the game. You're out of the game. You know what? Hold on. Here it is. That's two yellows. Two. I'm not a soccer fan. Two yellows and you're out. One. Two, Two red card. You're out of the game. You're out of the game, Jim Comey. Wait, uh, Mr. Comey, you're supposed to brief us quarterly on sensitive information. When did you brief us? Um, after eight months. Why didn't you brief us quarterly? Because it was sensitive. Well, at least Stefanik must be sitting there like, oh my god. Oh, yeah. Can you give me some foundation to protect my yeah. dendritic? This is like a whole bunch of babies. I mean, seriously, <laughs> neuroprotective compounds, folks. I can't recommend it. Take your fish oil to protect yourself against this kind of stupidity. Oh. Why didn't you brief us on sensitive information? Because it was sensitive. She must be sitting there like, um, you're, uh, you, you're, you're the director of the FBI, correct? Uh, I'm just checking. Like, you just is that the answer you're going to stick with? Brief us quarterly on sensitive information. Why didn't you brief? Because it was sensitive. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. I have an Andy McCarthy piece tomorrow I want to get to, too. Don't sweat it, Paul. You didn't send me that. I'm going to get to that tomorrow. That's just awesome at National Review. That points to how everybody on the anti-Trump side was treated with kid gloves, Hmm. like Comey. And yet everybody on the Trump team was treated with venom. Flynn, Papadopoulos, Manafort, everybody else. It's a disgrace. The justice system is dead. Okay. Um Quick update now. So I'm just getting this, folks. This is, you know, it's not, our show's not live, but it's like live to tape. We don't mess around with it. So I want to get it out. Here's the update. So the 83-page report on Comey's handling of, quote, sensitive information released Thursday. This is, this is mind-boggling, Joe. But we got to go where the facts take us, okay? Mm-hmm. Found. Joe, you're hearing this live, right? It, yeah, man. No evidence that Comey or his attorneys released any of the classified information contained in any of the memos to members of the media. Well, if that's what the investigation found, fine. So basically what he said, if that's, hold on, it's not all, because you may be saying, this is ridiculous, it was classified. I can only report what's in the report, folks. Okay? But, here's the but, it goes on. Inspector General Horowitz faulted Comey for his behavior, saying his actions violated department or FBI policy and the terms of Comey's FBI employment agreement. As described in this report, we conclude that Comey's retention, handling, and dissemination of certain memos violated Department uh, violated Department of Justice and FBI policies and his employment agreement. Horowitz criminally referred Comey to the Justice Department, but as you know, the agency declined to prosecute. Oh, I'm sorry, by the way. Um, this is from the Washington Examiner, Dan Shaitlin and Caitlin Yellick. I don't want to. I don't want to cite their stuff without. Uh, appropriate uh appropriate citations forgive me i should have done that in advance uh but it just came over just got it uh the report concluded that comey quote failed to live up to this responsibility by not safeguarding sensitive information obtained during the course of his fbi employment used it to create public pressure for official action comey said this is folks this is going to be damning listen to Mm -hmm. this I'm, i'm reading this live it's not like some kind of setup okay all right comey cares the most about his reputation I'm t- he doesn't care about a week in jail. I'm Trust me, he, he'll, he'll paint himself as a martyr, St. Comey. This is damning to his reputation. Listen to this. 
Comey set a dangerous example for the over 35,000 current FBI employees and the many thousands more former FBI employees who similarly have access uh, to knowledge of non-public information. Horowitz also criticized Comey for not attempting other lawful ways to try to secure the appointment of a, a, of a special counsel. Says Comey had several other lawful options available to him, uh, which he told us was his goal in making the disclosure. But what was not permitted was the unauthorized disclosure of sensitive information. Oh, boy, ladies and gentlemen, this guy uh, is just. You know, now here's Comey responding. I mean, this is amazing. Wow. Again, the hubris of this buffoon. I haven't even finished my segment yet on on what this clown joker did. Here we go. He could he noticed how he leaves out all the parts about he violated his FBI agreement, he violated FBI rules, he violated DOJ rules, um that that he was basically a sleaze boy. He leaves that out. He writes in the tweet that he quotes that they found no evidence um uh, of me leaking members' uh, information to the media. He goes, I don't need a public apology for those who defame me, but a quick message of sorry we lied about you would be nice. You are a slimeball sleazebag. You will get no such apology for being a hack and leading the most corrupt investigation into an opposing political campaign you didn't support in U.S. history. You clown. Public apology? How about this? Go yourself. How does that sound? Jimbo, clown. Yep. Here's another one from Comey. And to all those who spent two years talking about me going to jail or being a liar and a leaker, you're a fraud. It says you leaked. Did you read what I just said? The IG report just said you violated your employment agreement, FBI rules, and the DOJ rules by leaking sensitive information. Is this guy this stupid? He says, ask yourself why you trust people who gave you bad info for so long. Oh, my gosh. Is this guy... What did I tell you when we started the show? This clown joker, Comey, Mm. who the IG report actually says he broke the rules by leaking sensitive information, is now celebratory... Remember that scene in... in, in, uh, it, uh, what's the movie? Mapala, you and I were watching it the other day where the couples go on vacation, the yoga guy. I forgive me, couples retreat oh, where yeah, they do the yeah. yoga class and and and, and uh, the, the 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 guy sitting there trying to do the yoga protecting puppies. He goes, yeah, peacock, puff your chest. Yeah, 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 do <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, so do it. Remember that guy? Yeah. This is Comey doing the chest puff. <laughs> Look at me. Oh, puffing oh. his chest. Are you kidding me? You clown. <laughs> You just got nailed by the IG report. Stop pounding on your chest like an idiot. Uh. You lied to Congress. You hid your, your corrupt investigation. You're now busted for leaking sensitive information, showing everybody it was right to fire your clown butt. And the last part of this thing, by the way, is the January interview. Folks, uh, I don't know any other way to tell you how serious this is. Now, keep in mind, this IG report that was just released focuses on his leak of the memos. Does not focus on FISAgate. That's a separate IG report. I have on good authority that in January of 2017, Jim Comey was made aware of an interview with Christopher Steele, producer of the dossier and the information, or at least whose name's on it. The FBI interviewed one of Steele's Russian sources and determined that the guy was completely unreliable. The source was not, in fact, accurate. Ladies and gentlemen, that may sound like a small piece of information. It's everything. Comey went on later on to authorize three more FISA renewals of the same FISA document based on Steele's Russian sources. Comey already knew were frauds. Folks. Hubris. Has any single character flaw taken down more great men and women in human history than hubris? Inappropriate, chest pounding, chest puffing, do it, do it, pride like this moron. He's actually celebrating on Twitter that he's not, his his standard for his public morals and accountability is, well, I'm not going to jail. They all lied to you. (laughs) Joke. What a doofus. You're a loser. 
Big time. <laughs> Remember highlights that magazine? We were yeah. kids, Goofus and Gallant. Yeah. yeah. yeah the teenagers are listening. I go, yeah. what the heck In is the that? Doctor's All office. my older listeners, you <laughs> yeah. know exactly. Remember Goofus and Gallant? Yeah. This guy's Goofus. He is Goofus. <laughs> Goofus Comey. Here you are. He's Goofus Comey. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Puffing his chest like a moron after an 83 page report documents how he violated his oath of office oh. and he's celebrating. Everybody lie to you. It's, and he wants an apology. Yeah. Okay. A pop. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're lucky this is, I try to keep this show family friendly. I, I'm telling you, my queen's <laughs> F-bombs would be dropping right now like a rain in cats and dogs. I'm glad you're trying, man, because it's uh, it takes some time to bleep them it's, out, you know? <laughs> uh, I know, he hates it, because after the show, Joe and Paul have to edit oh, it. They're like, geez. they come barging in here. Paula first. Will you stop cursing on the show? Got to edit this thing for two hours now, because you can't shut your soup cooler. <laughs> Then Joe's got to marry the audio file up with Paula's video file. turns into a big train wreck. I bleep myself sometimes. Yes, Apologies. Thank yeah. Thank you. Okay, buddy. See, I just got a... It's so funny on the show. I mean, this is all breaking as we're on the yeah. air. I just got a text from a source of mine laughing that Comey's celebrating this thing. I'm not, I'm not kidding. It just came on my computer screen right there. Laughing at the moron this guy is. All right, finally, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Bravo. Bravo Company Manufacturing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the market for a rifle or a pistol, these are the finest rifles and pistols out there. I have two of them. I I love them. Uh, they are absolutely on target every time. Precision equipment. These are fine, hand-tooled rifles and pistols. They're the best. They're made right here in America in Heartland, Wisconsin. When I went to pick them up, I tell the story when I do the A because it's true. Uh, the FFL, the firearms dealer I picked them up from, they had sent me two of them, Was could not extol the virtues of these products enough. He's like, these are the finest rifles out there. Now, the difference with Bravo Company manufacturing rifles and pistols, ladies and gentlemen, and by the way, you can visit Bravo Company MFG, MFG, like manufacturing for short, bravocompanymfg.com for more. Here's the difference. This is life-saving equipment. If you're in the market for sporting types of equipment, you know, that that's fine. Competition equipment, that's great. If you're in the if you're in the market for life-saving equipment that will not fail the end user, God forbid you need their rifles and pistols in a life-saving situation for you or your family or in an emergency, Bravo Company Manufacturing makes the finest ones out there. These are hand-assembled in Heartland, Wisconsin, and they make their products to a life-saving standard. Again, it's not a sporting arms company. You got to go elsewhere for that. They understand that each one of those rifles and pistols are going to be made for a police officer, a law enforcement officer, someone in our military, soldier overseas, or an end user who is not, God forbid, not shooting at a paper target sometime, defending the life of himself or his family. These are the finest rifles and pistols out there if you're in the market for them. Go to bravocompanymfg.com. They put people before their products. People before their products. They make reliable, life-saving tools. They work with all kinds of people uh, from special forces and elsewhere to make the finest rifles and pistols out there. Go check them out. To learn more, head on over to bravocompanymfg.com. That's bravocompanymfg.com. Or if you get a second, while you're on our YouTube, check this out. Go to bravocompanymfg.com or check out their YouTube channel, youtube.com slash bravocompanyusa. Check them out, bravocompanymfg.com. The best of the best. Okay. Um, one more thing on Comey, why he's in trouble. I'm, I'm sorry, but this just broke, and I want you to, I don't want you to be left in the dark here. Remember, the Comey memos they talked about leaking to the media are a separate set of memos. In other words, we know now that he leaked sensitive information, because I just read to you portions of the IG report. Again, the Washington Examiner guys, that was their story there. Those are not the only memos. There is another series of memos as well mm. that Comey, according to what we're getting, may have documented and kept kind of a diary of memos of his role in the whole Spygate drama. Those memos, they are trying, the government is trying to keep classified. Why? Because they'll, they're a, a basically a written diary of Jim Comey's malfeasance and spying on a political campaign. This guy, David Archie, this FBI lawyer, wrote a series of declarations declaring why the Comey memo should be kept private. And in those declarations, he also lays out what's in, the, what's in there. And what's in there is serious stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, Comey's in a world of trouble. And the fact that this guy's peacocking and walking around puffing his chest is an absolute disgrace and embarrassment. Listen, I'm, I, which I'm not going to be able to get to this real clear piece today. 
I'm sorry, but I will get to this. It's a real clear piece by Paul Sperry. It's in the show notes, say, if you want to read ahead. It lays out five big nuggets of information coming out. Coming out that are going to be, again, like this Comey thing that came out today, which is not. Comey seems to think it's good. Um, are going to be devastating. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to have to get to it tomorrow, though, because it's going to require some pretty detailed analysis. I want to get to two other stories. Also, I th- don't miss this video at the end because it's just... Really, it's sad to watch. Yeah. I sent it to Joe this morning. He's like, I, I, I mean, it, Baltimore always has a special place in my heart. It does. I mean, I, you know, I've, yeah. I've only really lived for a long time in two places. I've been in Florida only four years now. Is it four or five, Paula? Four, right? Four years. I think so. I love it down here in Florida. Um, yeah, four sounds right. I'm losing track, but you know, Maryland's always for as liberal as it is. It's had a special place in my heart. Baltimore too. You know, there are great portions of that city have just collapsed. So I've got some video for you I want to play, but I just want to get to this story first. Um, National Review, it's in the show notes. It's important. Um, it's it's an interesting piece. It's worth your time. It's very short. So it's not one of these long, um, you know, treatises here. It's by Michael Tanner, being the show notes, say the moral dimension to our, ma- our national debt, August 28th, 2019, National Review. You know, folks, I, I didn't, I didn't know how to phrase it, but we talk about the national debt. I talk about it on the show a lot as well. Always in terms of algorithms, formulas, finances, spreadsheets, what you owe, what your kids are going to owe. But this column asks an interesting question. What about the moral side of this? And the only way I could think to frame it up, and I put this together last night, a lot of this, is if we ever asked ourselves, what kind of country do we want to be? I mean that. I mean, I know it's it's kind of a... 64,000 foot level question, but you understand, right, that this national debt is real money, right? I know the conservatives listening do, and I'm not talking down to anybody, but some of the liberals who listen, you know, you're always welcome here. I don't like your ideology. I can't stand it, but I'm asking you a serious question. That's real money. You understand that, right? Like that money we're spending now that you're voting on to spend, that that all has to come from somewhere, and it's not going to be you. There isn't enough money right now if we confiscated all of the wealth of the richest people in the United States to pay off our national debt, not even close. You understand that you are burdening your kids, your children and grandkids, if you vote on this excessive spending. And again, I'm not talking to everybody because a lot of my listeners are conservatives who want this to stop. I'm not lecturing. I'm just telling you. If you're on the other side of this and you think government debt and deficits are great, understand this. You are bankrupting your own children. Your connection to this world, you are saddling them with about $67,000 in debt per kid. Your votes are doing that. You up on Congress in Capitol Hill voting for this. You're doing this. Destroying the lives of the next generation. What kind of country do we want to be if we asked ourselves that? Good question by Michael Tanner. What about the moral dimension to this debt? What do you think? This is fake money? No, no one's going to force us to pay us back. Really? You sure about that? We go bankrupt tomorrow. No one lend us money again. But I want to put up a portion of this piece. Because again, there's misinformation about this as well. Oh, it's the Trump tax cuts that did it. Ah, wrong. In the piece, and I quote, the CBO estimates that federal outlays in 2019 will be $4.4 trillion. This is, uh, folks, I don't care who the president is, okay? Republican or Democrat. This is inexcusable. That's a $300 billion increase in nominal spending since 2018. Discretionary spending is up. Defense spending is up. Entitlement spending is up. There is no effort to prioritize or make the difficult choices of governing. There is only more, more, more. Mm. Now, some of you may say, well, it's clearly due to the Trump tax cuts. No, ladies and gentlemen, as he states later in the piece, tax receipts are up 3% through the first nine months of 2019. Up, that's this direction for liberals, up. Mm -hmm. You know, right and left get confused in the camera thing sometimes when they're reversed. No, no, up is this way. This is consistently up, okay? I'm not upside down on the show. Tax receipts are up after the tax cuts. They're not down. So you're saying the tax cuts cost the government money is a made up, you're making that up, which liberals do quite well. How are we doing this to our kids is absolutely inexcusable. It really is. More, more, more. 
And I got an email from a lady again the other day. I get them all the time. You know, my social security is not an entitlement. Listen, ma'am, I get it. I understand your email. I appreciate your feedback. I know you paid into it. You paid into a lot of things. You paid into the government's unemployment insurance too. And most of you had jobs and never used it. You paid into a program the government lied to you about. That is not my fault. I can't say enough. It doesn't matter how many times I say it. I'll still get emails. I'm not suggesting people living off Social Security who have worked hard their whole lives and paid into it on a government promise should have their Social Security taken away. Stop. Just stop. Please don't send me an email suggesting that because I'm not going to answer it because it's just not true. And I don't comment on portions of my show where people give me feedback on things I didn't say. You paid into it. Yes. You deserve those benefits. Yes. In a fair world, that money would be there. Yes. Even though the world isn't fair, I'm still suggesting you should be paid out. Yes. Because it's not your fault the government screwed you over. I'm simply suggesting that the argument that you paid into it, therefore that's reason enough that everybody should get it forever, is not accurate. The government lied to you. You paid into a lot of things. You pay into Medicaid too. The overwhelming majority of people listening to this show are not on Medicaid. You paid for that. You paid for a lot of things. It is not my fault that the government lied to you. 55 and older, yes, you should get those benefits. You worked in a much harder time. You are good people. You're the greatest generation. You busted your butts, and we owe that to you. That's it. Full stop. 55 and younger, there's no money. The argument does not work that people 55 and younger should get Social Security because we paid into You paid into a lot of things. The government bankrupted you. I'm very sorry. They lied to you like they lie to everybody all the time. All right, here we go. We'll end this video. This is a little sad. I don't mean to be, again, a downer today, yeah. but um, in case you think this crisis, and, and for the audio listeners, you can kind of hear what's going on in the background. Oh, I'll walk man. you through at the end. I'm sorry, but this is an important video, and I really hope you check it out, youtube.com slash Bongino. This is some cell phone video taken of a just really horrendous shooting incident last night in Baltimore. A police officer was injured. It was a car chase. And folks, again, the, the chaos in our inner cities is inexcusable. These are our citizens. Folks, this is worse than the OK Corral here. This is in our inner cities yeah. happening right now to good people who live there. Some of these people, if you check out the video, are just sitting at a traffic light. Joe had to do some creative bleeping because mm -hmm. the person filming it is just an astonished at what's going on here. Check this out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's not a shooting range. That's a city in Baltimore. Yeah. That's a Baltimore city street. All those shots you heard, all those sirens. So for those of you who couldn't, let me just paint the visual for you. They're doing a traffic stop at a light. At the light, the guys, the, the, uh, the bad guys caught behind a bunch of traffic. He starts shooting. The guy jumps the curb, a vehicle pursuit entails, they make a left turn, they stop him about, what, 100 yards down the road, another mm. shootout occurs, then another shootout occurs, a cop is injured, The, the uh, from what I heard of the story, the uh, the perpetrator's dead. Yes. Folks, these are our streets, this is uh, this is an American city right here. This uh, This urban chaos is inexcusable, and yet war number one by the left is on the police. Pete Buttigieg, another, we have a, a systemic racism problem in our police department. We do? This is a majority black city where the cops are facing gunfire to get a bad guy off the streets. What are you talking about? 
But continue the war on cops, uh, le- lefties. You're doing a great job. Check out the video, youtube.com slash Bongino. <laughs> I, I, f- I found it. I dug it up. Oh, um, it's That's uh, intense. some cell phone video from it. It, oh. it, it's, it's one of the most disturbing pieces it, it, of video I've seen. It is. So don't miss it. Sorry, I had to play it for you, folks. Don't, please don't miss tomorrow's show. I'll have an update and more analysis on the Comey thing. I have this real clear report that's going to be damning. And I have another story I've been pushing off about de Blasio and just another disgraceful move by the failed mayor of New York City. All right, folks, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks again for tuning in. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and at YouTube.com slash Bongino. Subscriptions are free. But uh, they really help us a lot. So thanks a lot. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.